It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, so right when we got done recording today's show, got the notification that Auburn has landed a junior college uh, defensive back as a commitment. So I will talk about that and then we will play the conversation that happened between me and Lindsey Crosby for today's show. So Auburn has landed former Hutchinson, which is in Kansas, Community College Corner, Rotarius Torrance. Uh, He was committed to Tennessee, I think, It was like a week or so he was verbally committed to the Vols, and then he backed out, and he played his high school ball at Bessemer, and this is a quote that he told uh, Keith Niebuhr on Auburn Undercover. He said, quote, I'm very excited to be coming home. I chose Auburn because I feel like it's a good fit for me with the rebuild process and the new coaches that have come in. So he's coming in. This weekend, like he is ready to play. He is a part of the 2021 class, a very late addition. Um, but at Hutchinson, they listed him at 6'4", 195 pounds. You have to love that size. Auburn Undercover had him as the number five corner at the junior college level for last year. Sounds like Zach Etheridge has been big on this. We've talked about him as a recruiter. Sounds like he's really hit the ground running. Um, and then Keith also writes that Cornelius Williams played a major role in his recruitment. So Torrance will have four years to play three seasons at his next stop. And I think you look at this and it's like, we were kind of all surprised with Kamal Haddon, who was a very, you know, highly touted junior college guy coming up to the SEC level. I think I'm just guessing here. I'm just guessing that Torrance will now replace Kamal Haddon in that role as saying, hey, you have a chance to be the guy after the NFL draft takes a lot of Auburn's defensive backfield away. That is my guess. So I think with this whole, you've got four years to play three type of thing, I think it makes a whole lot of sense. They may even try to redshirt him this year. With him coming in so late, they may try to do that. Having four years to play three seasons, and then he's got three years of eligibility to start and put enough uh, enough action on tape to get drafted into uh, the NFL. And look, I mean, you can say what you want about Tennessee, but the fact that they had their eye on it, they've done a really good job recruiting. It's just they have terrible coaches and they have no culture whatsoever. So I think the fact that he was committed to the Vols for the better part of a week, um, I'm actually seeing it now. It looks like it was eight days. And then Auburn stole him away. One, that shows me the Harson and his uh, his staff, they are not giving up no matter what the guy says, which I absolutely love. I absolutely love that. And uh, also, I think I think it just kind of shows that they have their eyes on certain guys and they want to go out and get them. And you always love taking guys away from other SEC schools, especially Tennessee. So uh, that's just kind of my quick blurb on Rotarius Torrance. We'll talk more about him with Charlie Five on tomorrow's edition of the show. Now let's jump into what Monday's podcast uh, was going to be. Coach Harson and I met five years ago, and we were in a pool. Don't ask why. And I remember thinking, I like that guy. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. 
I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining me today every Monday, Lindsey Crosby. How are you? What's going on, buddy? Having a good day. Good. Good to hear. Uh, today's show brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliable little prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Re- uh, visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Lindsey, this is our first time chatting since Parm Night. Thank you so much for you and the uh, the Crosby clan for coming out. Really appreciate that. Bro, my wife gave that chicken parm a solid B+. She is hard to please, so that's that's like anybody else's A. So way to crush it, Rob's ribs. Yeah. And Brad was great, and he brought some of his family with him. He brought his daughter with him. She just got in town. It was a great time. It was cool. Absolutely great time. It was cool. Hopefully we can do it again. And it was a super busy week for Brad and the, you know, the, the whole football operation with recruiting opening up last week. We had official visits, the first official visits of the Brian Harson era. Tons of coverage on all the different Auburn recruiting boards. So let's just jump into that. Then we'll touch on basketball stuff. And then also uh, the last two segments will primarily be a conversation that Lindsay and I had with former Auburn baseball standout Ryan Bliss, who will be drafted in the next few weeks uh, by a Major League Baseball team. So very, very exciting stuff. So you want to tune into that as well. So all that coming up. All right, so let's talk about some of the official visits and all this information we got from Auburn Undercover. Keith Niebuhr, best in the business. Now is a great time to sign up for all of his coverage at AuburnUndercover.com. But as far as official visits, just a reminder, there's a difference between official visits and non-official visits. You only get five official visits, and that's where the school pays for everything. Non-official visits, you have to pay your own way. That's just that's the rules. I don't fully understand why, but that's the rules. So uh, Darius Clemens, he is a receiver from Portland, Oregon. He is a four-star, and other official visits that he has – uh, Southern Cal and Penn State. So uh, clearly where he lives, location is not a big deal to him, which is exciting and uh, arrived a day early, according to Keith. But um, sounds like that went well. Maxi Badoin the fourth. Is that how you would pronounce his name? So he's from Louisiana. So it's probably like Badwan. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe Maxi so. Badwan. Uh, but he's a defensive tackle, a three-star guy. He doesn't have any other official visits scheduled currently. But, uh, you, Lindsay, you and I were talking about this before we started recording. A lot of these guys are three-stars, and I cannot stress this enough. Don't worry about it. Just don't worry about these ratings right now. Yeah, we know that that Coach Harson and staff are looking for guys who are going to buy into the culture. We heard how many times Brad said culture on Thursday night at Parm Night. And so... <laughs> You're looking for a lot of guys that are, they may be a tad bit lower than, you know, somebody who you, you know, than you ideally want to see, but you know, they're going to get here. They're going to develop. They're going to stick around all four years. They're going to be better players and have a bigger impact for Auburn than you see sometimes if we bring in a top eight class and half the class transfers out, what was the point? So, you know, don't necessarily look at the three-star rating now, one, we know that Coach Harson's great at evaluating talent. You know that he's especially quarterback talent. So mm-hmm. the rating now is not what it's going to be when their senior season's over. But also, we know that they're committed to developing these guys uh, and making them better players. Right. Ask Brad LaRondo that while we were recording a, a little segment with him on Parm Night. That'll be on Wednesday's edition of Locked on Auburn. Conversation with Brad LaRondo, Auburn football chief of staff. But just a quick preview. One of the things I ask him is, okay, this transfer rule, what is that all about? And he's like, hey, I'll I'll be honest and say this, and I'm paraphrasing, you can hear what he exactly said on Wednesday, but the gist of it was, 
is you have to focus so much on the culture because you can't go two sentences without saying culture, and I absolutely love it. But he's like, you got to emphasize the culture at home, you know, as far as in your locker room so guys don't leave. And that's going to kind of be how they attack all of that with keeping some of these players and depth pieces for the future and all that. So definitely worth noting. Um, you know, and, and guys that are three stars that will not stay three stars. This is a great example. Offensive tackle Jacob Hood from Nashville, Tennessee. He's a three star, but he's a very, very large boy, 6'8, 350 pounds. Um, but other official visits that he has scheduled, Georgia and Miami. And if I know anything about recruiting rankings, if Georgia likes you, they will give you a four star without even looking at it. Yeah, he is a. Uh... He is probably the biggest boy we have paid to bring to Auburn in quite a while. We probably had to buy two plane tickets for him. But no, um, Will Friend has recruited him since Friend worked at Tennessee. And so he's got a relationship with this guy. And it's been it's been this long. He still is bringing him over to Auburn. It's a good thing to show that, one, Will Friend's building relationships at last. But, two, he's definitely better than the 40th overall offensive tackle in um, in high school right now. He's going to move up in that star ranking. And like you said, he's a big boy. And you cannot, you cannot develop somebody height-wise. So you got a guy 6'8, 342. You got to love the what you're working with and that putty you get to mold into a big time SEC lineman. Another one, em- uh Emory Floyd. He's a corner slash safety from Powder Springs, Georgia. He's a three-star. He also has an official visit to Maryland coming up. So there is that. Caleb Art- Artis or Caleb Artis? Uh, I'm going to go with Artis. Uh, he's a defensive tackle from Fresh Meadows, New York, which is exciting. A three-star. Uh, also has official visits to Penn State, Virginia, and Florida State. And then, Lindsay, the last uh, last football official visit that we'll talk about today that happened this past weekend uh, was Alex McPherson. He is a kicker from Fort Payne, Alabama, North Alabama. Listen to the three-star on Rivals, but um, there's other places that have, like, kicker rankings. I think a three-star for a kicker on uh, on Auburn Undercover is, like, ridiculous. Like, I think that's really good. Yeah, uh, kickers pretty much cap out at three stars. He is the number one overall kicker in the country. And this is uncharted territory for Auburn because we have not had to really kind of recruit or worry about kicker in just about 10 years. Thanks to the Carlsons. I actually Googled to see if they had any more Carlson kids. They do not. So that's why we brought him in. Uh, but I'm very excited. He has officials to Florida, Georgia, and Texas A&M. So the SEC wants this kid to stay uh, in the conference. He's probably going to be a hands-on favorite the next couple of years to win kicker of the year. Um, and I'm, I'm excited that his first official was to Auburn, was to the closest school to where he lives. Hopefully we can keep him home. It's so weird having to think about somebody kicking for Auburn whose last name is not Carlson. It's been so long. Isn't it actually, isn't there something in uh, the school honor code about like, if you want to play uh, to come to Auburn to kick a football, you have to change your last name (laughs) to Carlson. I'm pretty sure like if you want the scholarship, it's like they do the video and it's, you know, like the video of giving guys scholarships. Uh But in this case, it's like a legal name change thing that you sign. Right. It's like your last name's now Carlson. Congratulations. Yeah, You got to like go to uh, to to probate judge English's office in Lee County and get it all changed. Hey, good thing is we know the guy so we can help out. That's true. Listen, that's true. 
We'll get you in touch with Judge English. We'll get your name changed so you can kick it over. It'll be great. One of the best probate judges around. Big fan. He He's my absolute favorite probate judge. <laughs> I can't name another one. So there's that. Um, all right. You know, let, let's shift from football to basketball. And we got, um, I guess, some bad news, even though we all kind of saw it coming. JT Thor has signed with an agent, so he will not be coming back to Auburn. He will be entering the NBA draft officially. So won't spend a whole lot of time on that, but that is what it is. And then also Auburn, they had uh they had five star prospect Zion Cruz on campus. And Zion Cruz, one of the best guards in the country. I think he's like the number four combo guard in the the two four seven sports composite. But he it sounds like he really, really loves Auburn. He came out and said Auburn was his favorite. He really likes the family vibe. Uh he took uh, Bruce Pearl took all the guys out to his lake house and Zion had a great time there. It sounds like, and I think, I mean, the way that people are talking about Zion Cruz, I would be shocked if Auburn did not get him. Yeah, he, he is, you know, he said he loves Auburn. Um, he's working on his on ball and off ball de- defending. And, you know, Bruce Pearl loves to see that out of his guards. Yep. Um, he's got a bunch of, Stuff this summer he's working on as far as private camps, things you don't really have access to. His only other official that I see as of right now is Oregon, mm-hmm. but he's got offers from from just about everybody that matters. I mean, whether it's in conference, out of conference. And so he's really excited about the Auburn family. And we know that's Auburn's big core competency when it comes to recruiting is if we can get guys on campus and get them to buy into the family. Uh, that's definitely a thing that that separates us from other programs. So I would be surprised if this six, five guard wasn't um, lobbing passes for us in a year and a half. Yeah, I think so. Sounds like he was paired with Alan Flanagan for his uh, official visit, which is exciting. And then another thing, I just kind of want to give him credit here. He, um, he wants to major in business. And so Auburn's business school seems to be a big deal to him. So not just a guy that wants to come in and, you know, get a ticket to the NBA, but sounds like he takes his education seriously. So props to him. As a guy who got a master's degree from Auburn School of Business, I can tell you it's a good one. And knowing that he's focused and hearing some of what Brad talked about last week about some of the name, image, and likeness stuff that the university is doing, he kind of fits the profile of what the new modern college recruit looks like with focusing on on the business side of it, as well as the athletic side. So I, I think he's a good fit for Auburn. He's a good member of the family. I'm excited to have him, and I hope he commits to us. Today's show is brought to you by Lucy Nicotine Air Company, founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that do not suck. It's been researched and developed for three years to made for people, not just patients. Lucy, uh, they have created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, or pomegranate. Lucy also has a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, cherry ice, citrus, and mint. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month 
So it's simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down pat. Lucy lozenges and gums are also FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend your pre-tax dollars on them. The Locked On College Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning. This product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Lucy dot co, Lucy co, and be sure to use that promo code Locked On College. Also, this show brought to you by our friends at RockAuto.com. Head over to RockAuto.com right now and see their very easy to navigate website. Both uh, both made for people like me that know nothing about cars or people that know a ton about automobile parts. And you will see, one, that it's easy to use. Two, that it's very, very price competitive. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. And write Locked On Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We're now joined by Auburn baseball's own Ryan Bliss. Thank you so much for taking a, a few minutes to hang out with us. How are you? I'm good. How about you? Thank you guys for having me. Of course, of course. So uh, we're, we're huge fans of, um, uh, of course, of the Auburn baseball program, but specifically of uh, of your head coach, Butch Thompson. I mean, you've played for him for a number of years now. You know him well. What's it like playing for a guy like Butch? Oh, it's amazing. Uh, you know, uh, Butch is uh, he's an amazing guy, amazing coach, and you know, uh, part of the reason why I chose Auburn and chose why to come here, and you know, I've, I've, it's been the best decision of my life, and you know, I love playing for the for him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this past season didn't really go a, as you guys had planned it out. I mean, how has that been? You know, uh, kind of talking with other upperclassmen, and and how have you handled that personally? Yeah, I mean, it definitely wasn't what we wanted. It wasn't the goal we we set out for. But you know, um, it, it was a lesson learned. Uh, we learned how to get, how to battle through adversity, and you know, when things aren't going good, how to come out every day and um, and, and try and want to win and expect to win every day. And that was a big a big thing that us upperclassmen tried to hold together. It's like we come to the field every day and try to win. And you know, it was tough. You know, we lost a lot of one run ball games and. You know, it was by game inches. Any game could have went the other way, but it just didn't fall for us. And it was tough, but you know, we learned a lot. And at the end of the day, it's baseball. You know, and the team struggled this year, but you ended up being a second team All American. You're the fourth ever two time All American at at Auburn. How do you, looking back at this season, what do you think that you did well, and what do you think that you wanted to do better and could have improved on? Yeah, um, you know, when I look back, for sure this year was my, my offense. Um, you know, I, my, my power numbers were, you know, off the charts, and I exceeded my, my goal this year. And, you know, I was able to put, put consistent at-bats together. And, um, you know, I just I wanted to I want, I wanted to be a spark plug at the top of the lineup. And you know, I feel like I, I was able to do that and, you know, give my team the best chance to win. Um, you know, I wish I could have sh- shut down on, um, on some of the strikeouts that I had. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I had one too many of what I, uh, of what I wanted. And, you know, other than that, you know, it was a pretty good season for me. Absolutely. And talking about that, that power, you know, your age 19 season, you were hitting home run about one in every 80 at bats. And this year you were up to one in every 15 and right Ooh. behind Tyler for the team lead. 
Uh, how much of that power growth over the last three years was you making adjustments to your approach at the plate and how much was just kind of the natural development of a 19 to a 21 year old? I think it was, you know, it's kind of even, um, you know, for sure. Most, some of it was, you know, uh, my development, you know, I freshman year, freshman and sophomore year, you know, I kind of really wanted to, you know, learn how to hit that at the, at the SEC level. And I figured I figured out how to do that. And, um, I felt comfortable with that. And the next, it's always time, always time to improve. Um, you know, and it was and the next thing was was the power numbers. I wanted to be able to put balls in the gaps more consistently um, at a higher rate. You know, the off season quarantine helped a lot because I had a lot more time to work on it. Um, you know, over Christmas break, you know, I was just really, really working on creating the same bat pass consistency and um, and putting backspin on balls. And of course, you know, just be just growing up. You know, I, I was here. <laughs> At 18, 19, and now I mean I'm 21 this season. So I mean I'm sure that played a lot into it. Just you know, just the anatomy of things. So that also sure. helped as well. Ryan, you mentioned quarantine. You know, using that time to get better. But I'm sure that was tough. And we've had Butch Thompson on to talk about this. We haven't had any players that went through this yet. But you guys are in the middle of your season, about to you know really hit it with with conference play, and all of a sudden the the season gets canceled. What was like? Well, I mean, what was that like as a as a player? Yeah, it was it was it was weird. You know, it's just something that you weren't expecting, and um, you hear it all the time. It's it's, it's weird. Um, you hear it all the time. You know, don't don't take the game for granted. You can get taken away from you. Oh yeah, time. And it, it did. You know, I just I, you hear that as a as a player. As, you know, as a teenager uh, playing ball, you're like, oh okay, somebody older just saying that. But yeah, that the quarantine really. Really, 2020 really showed you that it really can get taken away from you, and um, don't take any game for granted. Don't take any pitch, any any time you're on the field for granted. And that's one thing that I that when we got back out in 2021, um, and taught me. And it was tough, you know, trying yeah. to work out and um, stay motivated. And I mean, that's you had you had to find something to, to keep you going during quarantine. Sure, right, Ryan. We're uh, we're a few weeks away from the uh, the MLB draft. A lot of folks saying that you're probably going to go somewhere in that second round. How are you uh, using this time to, to prepare for that? Are you working out? Are you talking to folks? What all does that look like? Yeah, it's a, it's a bunch. It's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, you know, right now I'm just taking a break. Uh, I'm about to go on vacation. And then, you know, right next week I start right back to training. So, um, you know, that's every day just trying to find a routine, working out, hitting, throwing, you know, just doing baseball stuff to stay in shape because, you know, usually – you know, other guys in the draft are still playing right now, so I have to find something to, you know, get my body still, keep my body still in baseball shape leading up to the draft, and you know, just, um, just, just talking to family, you know, here and there, talking to, um, some, you know, some area scouts, and just staying in touch. But other than that, just working out. Where are you vacationing? Uh, I'm going to the beach. I'm going to head up to Myrtle Beach, and then uh, good for you, man. Island for a little bit. Yep. Good for you. Yep. That's always fun. Uh, you know, so as it's you're doing the, this workouts for the draft and everything, I've been asked by some folks, like, you know, your game is basically what you do, who it reminds me of. And I've talked a lot about, you know, Tim Anderson or maybe Jazz Chisholm. Yeah. But offensively, it your your swing reminds me a lot of, of Mookie Betts. Is there a specific yeah. player that you've modeled your game after or that you've tried to take some stuff from as you've developed while in college? That's so crazy you said that. It's, it's, it's Mookie Betts. It really is. Um, you know, he's not the biggest guy on the field, and he has to use his whole body um, to maximize his, 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 his power and his success. And uh, that was a big thing for me was how will I use my whole body, my lower body, 
into my swing. And, you know, I, I watched a lot of Mookie Betts over quarantine, just trying to see what he did and try to see how he efficiently used his body. And that kind of helped me out a lot. It's, it's crazy that you said that. I, I, modeled, I honestly modeled my whole game off Mookie Betts. Well, there you go. That that leg kick yeah. kind of kind of gave away some of that, you know. And and uh-huh. when you're talking about that development and and learning how to incorporate that lower body, what does that look like from a coaching perspective? Is that you know you and Gabe Gross in the cage? Is that you and Blake Logan on you know with with film study and some of the machines? What does that look like when you get on campus and you're doing that work? It's a it's a lot. Um, you know, the biggest thing for me, uh, you know, Coach Gross will always say, hey. Uh, get on time. You know, with the leg, you really have to be on time. So if I would get out of sing or out of whack for, you know, a, a game or a couple at-bats, um, we we've we worked so much, and he knows exactly, hey, um, get that leg kick and get on time. You know, hang it a little longer so you can, like, actually feel it and get in your leg. So, um, you know, working with working with Gabe for three years, he understood me, I understood him, and we were able to work together. And, you know, Blake Logan with uh, analytics, and uh, we even had to – the virtual reality goggles to help you with timing to see the pitcher right before the game. You know, all cool. that played a big factor into the season. Talk a little bit about, if you don't mind, Gabe Gross as a coach. He's done some stuff for us uh, in the past before he got into to coaching as far as, you know, on, on the broadcast side of things and, you know, talking as a, as a former player. Now he's a, a, as a coach. What's he like to work with? He's amazing. You know, and it's, it's awesome to see because he's been through the same process. Um, He's been in our shoes. He he understands us um, from a player standpoint. I mean, he played Auburn, um, and then he went to the you know the the World Series with the with the Rays. So he he knows what it's like to be a player, and he understands struggles at times. He understands when you get the highs at times. So it's awesome to talk to him and pick his brain about stuff, and he knows what he's talking about. I mean, he's a great hitting coach. Um, he understands everybody's swing, and you know he's he's able to get the most out of you. You know when he working. Talking about spending time with him, has he given you any specific tips on how to make contact against velocity? Because I've seen to notice you have a, a knack of catching up to those 95, 96, 97 mile an hour fastballs. Has he given you any specific tips on how to do that? Or is that just something that you're able to do with your natural bat speed and your the speed of your hands? Oh, no, for sure. He, he, the tips he gave me over the years, um, you know, it's not as much as people think it's mechanics, it's really not. The tips he gave me on on high velocity is, you know, it's all mental. Um, you know, it's it, it's going to be quick, but you got to just be able to be on time. And, you know, that's not so much as mechanics as it is mental, just telling yourself, hey, like, you got to get started early and, you know, get your foot down. So, um, you know, he's taught me a lot and um, and how to see the ball deeper and trust yourself. So that was the biggest thing. And, you know, um, you know, naturally uh, I was blessed with, you know, with hands that would be able to get there. But um, he has, you know, taught me to be able to see the ball deep and understand that you can get to those pitches. We continue our conversation with Ryan Bliss in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar has nine delicious flavors. Lindsey Crosby, can you imagine liking a protein bar more than a Built Bar? That's impossible. You can't do it. It's impossible. You can't do it. It tastes like a candy bar. They've got a ton of different flavors. They're all delicious, all very high in protein, all very low in calories, very low in grams of sugar and net carbs. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30, 
Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Kind of pivoting for a second away from some of what you've done to the team, who are some of these these younger players, some of these freshmen and sophomores that we're not talking a lot about that we really need to be paying attention to? Yeah, uh, Garrett Farquhar. Um, you know, he's, he's not a younger guy, but he didn't really get that much playing time this year. Mm-hmm. But look for him to be um, to be really good and on the field next year. I mean, he, he started in the championship uh, in the SEC tournament and you know had two big hits. Um, you know, he as the year got on, he just only he only got better and better and. Um, you know, look for him. And, you know, on the pitching side, uh, you know, Carson's swimming through really well. I think he's going to have a major jump once he gets some work done this summer, and then I'm excited to see what he does next year. Absolutely. And and talking about, you know, over the summer, we've talked about you're probably, you know, looking at the MLB draft and things like that. You spent some time in the Cape Cod League your freshman mm-hmm. year and, you know, swinging with the wooden bats. How was that adjustment going from metal to wood, and how do you think your game is going to translate once you're using wooden bats full-time? Yeah, I mean, playing in travel ball um, at, at, uh, in high school and stuff at East Cobb, you know, we use wood bats all the time. It's, it's different. I mean, you're wrong, it's different. But I think if you talk to a lot of baseball players, they would they would agree that they like using wood better. And I I personally like using wood better. I just like the way it feels in my hand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's definitely going to be an adjustment, but I don't think it'll be something tremendous to where it's going to affect my game. So, you know, I'm, I'm ready for it, and I think it'll be fine. Absolutely. Um, what was the biggest thing that you kind of um... – took away from that that experience of playing with a bunch of other players from other schools and, you know, some of those higher-level prospects. What was the biggest takeaway from the Cape Cod League and your time there? Uh, the Cape Cod kind of it kind of resembles, you know, a minor league type of season in a way, you know, playing with different guys from different areas, seeing that there are guys that could play all around the country and you're playing every day and you have to be on your A game because, you know, they come to play as well, so... That, um, that 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 showed a lot, and um, you know you just kind of learned, you know that you, uh, this is the lead of the lead, and if you want to be with the best, you have to play with the best and uh, stay up with them. So that that taught me a lot with the Cape. Absolutely, and you played second base at the Cape as well as your your first year here at Auburn before moving to shortstop. When you get to the MLB, do you see yourself uh, as more of a shortstop or a second baseman? And you know, and what's your preference, or do you have one? Yeah, I mean, next level, I just see myself as a middle infielder. I, I don't have a preference, a short or a second. Um, I've played both positions at a high level, so, um, you know, I'm able to do both. So I really don't have a preference or uh, where I think I should be. Um, I do, you know, I, I do see myself in the middle infield, but as long as, I, as long as I'm in the lineup, you know, I'm happy and we're all happy. So, Ryan, do you have a nickname? Do I have a nickname? Yeah. Uh, um, not really. Everybody just calls me by my last name, Bliss. Um, you know, I think George or SID tried to give me a nickname, Mr. Smile Jr. or something like that, but that didn't really stick. So for the most part, I don't really have a nickname. So bliss. Uh, both on the podcast and the morning show that we host, Ryan, we've been referring to you as uh, with a nickname, and we want to get your permission if it's okay for us to keep using that. Okay, what is it? Yeah, so whenever I refer to you, I've been required to call you Short King Ryan Bliss. Um, <laughs> okay. Is, is that okay, or would you prefer that we stop that? Oh no, I, I love it. I do not. That sounds amazing. All right. Honestly, short King Ryan Bliss. So yeah, that works. I, I like it. We're going to keep rolling with that. So yeah, let's make it. Let's make it stick. 
Well, man, best yeah, of luck you, to you. Um, you know, as you prepare for the uh, for, for the MLB draft and and uh, potentially life uh, life after Auburn. Uh, best of luck. I know a lot of uh, a lot of fans really really um, enjoyed watching you play. And you know, baseball, as you know, you know better than anyone. It's it's kind of the the sport where fans and players typically have a closer connection than, than a lot of other sports. Um, but for mm-hmm. all the Auburn folks uh, listening to this show, I mean, what would you tell them, you know, uh, as far as folks that have supported you over the last few seasons? I just want to say thank you so much for every, for all the support you guys have uh, given me over the years. It's been amazing. Um, I felt right at home as soon as I stepped on campus. And, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else but Auburn. And, you know, I'll forever be an Auburn man and, you know, I, I love the community. I love the atmosphere. And just thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. I love you guys. I'm War Eagle. Ryan, thank you for your time, brother. We appreciate it. All right, thank you, guys. Lindsey, we got to finally ask him if it was okay if we called him Short King. Ryan Bliss, he seemed okay with it. He he seemed to love it. We were tweeting about it later after the fact. He is 100% a fan of Short King Ryan Bliss. My only regret is that I did not ask this before the season. Yeah, yeah. We can, uh, next time you get a... A nickname ready to go. Maybe we can make some moves and see if it can happen. Yeah. It's like, listen, we're going to go out and get guys beforehand and ask them so we can push that all season. But it's fine. He's going to get a lot of coverage leading up to the NFL, uh, to the MLB draft. We're going to make sure everyone knows. And then, obviously, um, I've already talked to some of the folks with some of the prospect shows. He'll We, we know he'll be a hit player to talk about on all the prospect shows because he has such a bright future. I'll make sure they know about it as well. We'll make short King Ryan bless a thing. I'm down. If there's uh, nothing I love more, and uh, you're in on this as well, just beating a joke into the ground until it's not funny, and then you keep doing it, and then it becomes funny again, and we're all here. I mean, Chicken Parm Night happened. Short King Ryan Bliss can happen. Short King Ryan Bliss is happening. Forget can't happen. It is happening. You're right. You're right. Um, hey, uh, but no, like it was just good to hear from him as far as kind of what he did in quarantine, how he worked on his game and plus it was just good to know that I that I eyeballed the right player on the looking at his swing you but nailed that no, I was really impressed with that I mean you guys call me Auburn baseball expert for a reason he um it's a when you put them side by side it's like okay yeah no that's a hundred percent Mookie Betts he's he's studied that swing and we saw it paid off I mean he hit a home run one every 40 at bats I mean he was one of the best power hitters on our team at 5'9", 170. That's crazy. So, that's why he's a short king. That's why he's a short king, exactly. We don't just give that to anybody who's not tall. Um, hey. We preserve that for someone who is who is not tall and yet produces like they are the biggest guy on the field. For folks listening, Monday morning or anytime, Monday or after that, it's going to happen every Monday. We will be recording Charlie Tuesdays, Monday night. It'll be a normal podcast that comes out Tuesday morning, but Charlie, five, and I We'll be uh, broadcasting live every Monday night at 7 o'clock on the patio at Baumhauer's Victory Grill. We're very, very excited to partner with them moving forward. Um, We really, really like their team, and uh, they love Auburn. So come by and hang out with us. If you want to hop on the pod, we can get a microphone to you. We can have a ton of fun with us. So please come by and hang out with us. Would, uh, Would love to see you guys every Monday night at Baumhauer's, and feel free to reach out to me if uh, if you have any questions on that. Lindsay, how can people find you and hear you, my friend? I am at Auburn Banker and all the socials and on the Discord, as well as Monday through Friday, 7 to 9, with you on Newstalk WANI. You'll be 6 to 9 some days this week. 
That's right. Right in the whole whole shebang this week. Yep. Got to go to Ohio again. So I appreciate you doing that. Absolutely. Follow me on Twitter at Z Black. Be the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. Also, join our Discord. I will put the uh, the link to how to join in the episode description down below. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Locked On Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.